Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, the youth. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Happy Wednesday, July 1st. We made it halfway through the year. We talked about this yesterday, but here we are today. We made it to July 1st, the second half of 2020. Let's see what that'll bring for us after a pretty crazy first six months in 2020. But everyone, welcome to July. We've made it to July. It's been a pretty crazy year. Definitely one for the history books. This is Amanda Marie, and today I am joined by Nicole and Anthony, and we are ready for another spectacular show with my wonderful sidekicks, my freshies, which are no longer freshies. Now I'm the freshies, so they get to make fun of me now. You're the freshman. <laughs> Amanda, Before we... <laughs> this, is no longer, this is no longer the two freshmen. It's the it's the now sophomores and freshmen, all right? We get to make fun of her now. You guys will the always be on my freshies. No. You guys will always be my freshies, no matter what, but... Before we get into anything that we have prepared for today's show, we will go through our COVID-19 rundown, the facts, the stats, and everything that you need to know to keep yourself informed, and just, you know, everything that's going on so far and all the updates that we've had since yesterday's show to kick things off. The current global number in cases is at 10.5 million, with a surpassing death toll of 510,000 and over 5 million recoveries. In the U.S., a little closer to home, we're seeing a confirmed total of 2.69 million cases with over 129,000 deaths and 829,000 recovered patients. We're seeing Texas setting a new single-day record with nearly 7,000 new COVID-19 cases just yesterday. And the hospitalization rates also saw a huge surge yesterday with 620 more positive patients being admitted. We're also seeing the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services pretty much bought the entire global stock for the next three months of the potential COVID-19 treatment drug, drug <laughs> remdesivir. We've talked about remdesivir here when the findings were released to the public and we saw the positive effects it was having on you know, some COVID-19 patients and helping their symptoms get better and not be as dire and as serious as uh, we see some of these symptoms displayed in patients. We're also seeing yesterday, minor league baseball made an announcement of which There will be no season this year due to the pandemic. We saw the struggles at Major League Baseball and the struggles are still going through in order to start the season back up. And, you know, they never actually got to start. And now we're seeing some sort of headway being made in order to start the season off. Minor League Baseball, on the other hand, will not see a season this year. And this is the first time, the first summer in league history that there will be no season. So, I mean, the fact being that this was like the first time that there will be no season is a little bit nerve wracking because, you know, it's always playing no matter what through through wars, through other sorts of pandemics. It was always playing. So it kind of gives, I think, more concrete evidence that this is just nothing to play with and that this needs to obviously settle down first before anything begins. But I, I also think that at this point, everything else that's happening just kind of needs to slow down a bit. Obviously they do need to continue on working with the whole vaccine and with remdesivir because it is showing some help within some patients. So right now I can't, I kind of like how everything's going because everybody's just kind of being stagnant at this point and just waiting for, I guess, the concrete help and the actual vaccine and such to really work and to actually get going. Yeah, I kind of agree with what Nicole said that we need to be patient and wait. And just for once, can July, uh, I'm sorry, can July just you know pump the brakes on this one, please? Like relax, 
don't rise in cases. Please just kind of stay in the middle and maybe even drop. It would help us out a lot. But, yeah, I've always said it um, that we need to find a way to flatten the curve. And I feel like the way we can flatten that curve is by following the CDC guidelines, by keeping six feet distance, by wearing masks in public, doing all that stuff. And with this Rendezvous, I feel like it'll take a while for it to work and for it to be released in the public. But it's pretty good news. I mean, it's anything that's positive now, it's you just have to take it, take what you can get at this point because it's a lot of bad news coming out now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, we still have to abide by those CDC guidelines. We've talked about that here and how even though things are reopening, that doesn't necessarily mean we can just go back to the way everything was before. We're still seeing cases rising and we're seeing obviously in Texas, single day record, 7,000 new COVID cases just yesterday, which is pretty insane to think, you know, and we've talked about the different states that are experiencing spikes, which includes our very own Florida, especially here in Miami-Dade County. As we know, you know, we're pretty populated city. There's a lot of people here. So with the reopening of these different places, non-essential businesses, beaches reopening, and we're seeing things sort of get back to a normal, quote unquote, we're seeing these cases go up. But you know, seeing that the, this effect, you know, the different industries that the coronavirus has affected, and even still to this day, we're in July already, and we're seeing the dire effects that the coronavirus is having, not just how it's had already, but what it'll have, and not just through 2020, through 2021 as well, you know, in the topics that we have lined up for today's show, I think it covers pretty well the future of what, you know, this COVID-19 world is going to look like, and how it's affecting past so past 2020 just you know we're seeing major uh, minor league baseball as an example it's the first summer in league history so it just shows how dire this pandemic is and how important it is that we still abide by these guidelines and again just because things are opening up doesn't necessarily mean you know we can gather in hundreds and thousands of people at a time yeah because at this point it's not necessarily that we can just hop in and think everything is back to normal because it's not. You still have a whole bunch of people who are getting sick. You still have a whole bunch of people who are getting tested and being sick. And you have some places who aren't necessarily following guidelines of social distancing. Like I've been seeing videos where just a couple or like 25 year old girls, they went out, they went out to a bar. They didn't really care about it. They were perfectly fine. Then two weeks later, they all three of them got it. And they were like, well, the bar had no social distancing, nothing was was really up to CDC guidelines. So just because yes, it's okay to go out for your own things. And yes, it's okay to have like very small, obviously social distance gathering doesn't mean that you can go to these big places with, with a whole bunch of people because it's still not safe. I agree. I think it's a no brainer. I mean, like you see the numbers, you see what's going on and it just, it really makes no sense to completely ignore the fact that we're in a global pandemic and to completely ignore the laws that are set in place. But I mean, like, why, why, why would you feel the need to gather in like hundreds and thousands of people? Just, you can gather at your house with like a few 
a few people, you know, get turned. Your little group, your little niche, like you guys can have fun your own. You don't need to be in a group of hundreds and thousands of people. Like it's not that necessary. You need to see the numbers and take that decision and that first step that even though your state is reopening, you probably shouldn't be outside. Absolutely. And, you know, we're just, we've seen a continuance of these spikes in cases, especially in these big states and in these big cities within these states. We're seeing New York finally recovering and thank, you know, thankful for that because they were definitely dealing with an extreme number of cases and an even stronger strain than what we were dealing with in the rest of the country. But we'll see sort of how this plays out. You know, we're seeing the United States Department of Health and Human Services buy this remdesivir drug, pretty much the entire stock for the next three months. So we'll see if this actually helps out patients and we can reduce these numbers and help these numbers out. Because while the death toll is not increasing as quickly as it once was, we are still seeing an increase in cases. And it's, you know, we can't, we can't ignore the numbers. We can't ignore the fact that we're seeing these cases increase as quickly as we are with hand in hand, the reopening of a lot of different businesses. But when we come back here on the youth, we're going to talk about, you know, as I said, we're seeing the effects now that coronavirus is having in the future. And we're seeing how airlines, airlines have suffered a big, big major like impact throughout this entire pandemic. And now as they're starting to roll out these, you know, coming back phases where they're getting things back to normal as this is sort of opening up again, you know, there's a lot of back and forth as to whether this is 100% safe or not with some of the measures that these airlines are taking. You're listening to The Youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh, Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh, Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. Well, you can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. 
I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Sam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. Yo, yo, this is Rashad Jennings. You listen to Slam Radio. back here on the Youth Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145. Idania is joining us this segment. What's up, Idania? <laughs> In this next segment, we will be talking about airlines. We're seeing a divide amongst different airlines. As we know, during the pandemic, all air travel sort of halted while some people did take the risk in traveling. We saw a lot of empty planes flying back and forth, you know, TikTok, especially you'd see the here's traveling on an airplane during the coronavirus pandemic. And those were pretty interesting to watch, you know, in March and April when things were hitting that peak. But now we're seeing a lot of airlines taking different steps in order to ensure the safety of passengers as they do return to getting more people, more and more people on these planes with this return to normalcy, again, unquote, because this is not normal what we're living in. But, you know, a big issue that's coming into play now with the return of filling these planes is whether or not to keep that social distancing within these planes or filling them to max capacity, which is pretty crazy to think because everywhere that we have to go now, you have to abide by the stickers on the floor, make sure you're six feet apart, you know, in, in places like Publix, and when Dixie, you know, you see the mar- the aisles on the floor, the marks on the floor, you can only walk one way. You can't walk and clash with people now anymore. And people still manage to break those rules. So we're seeing starting today, American Airlines will begin filling its planes to max capacity again. They're joining United Airlines, of whom have already been doing so, which once again is crazy to think. You know, when you go on an airplane, those seats are pretty jam-packed there's not a lot of room to wiggle around you know if you get the kid in front of you that's leaning back that's not so fun because you're trying to get some rest but there's a a jumpy kid in front of you and then the person next to you that's right there and you're all packed in like sardines so it's pretty crazy to think that now we're seeing airplanes being filled to max capacity on the other hand you know we're seeing delta and southwest they have committed to keeping some empty seats within all their planes any flight all the way through september 
So, you know, we're seeing two different extremes. American Airlines and United Airlines are making sure that they deeply clean these cabins. You know, you see all the measures that are being taken in order to show and give comfort to these passengers. Like, don't worry, we're doing our job. We're making sure that we're cleaning up and we're doing so in a proper manner. You know, you see them wipe everything down and they go to through like three different phases of cleaning down the cabins before anybody else boards the plane again. But, you know, it's still unsure as to how the coronavirus spreads on airplanes. But again, these concerns are rising that we are packing these planes up way too quickly. I think putting everybody in together at max capacity isn't the smartest thing to do. Because if everywhere else, I mean, again, like how Amanda has been saying, if everywhere else, like you don't have the max capacity and you're expected to social distance, I don't understand why being in the air is any different when you're so when you're so compacted and you're shoulder to shoulder against somebody, whether it's somebody that you're traveling with or somebody that you don't know, because some people like to independently travel, which is perfectly fine. But it goes to the fact that you literally have no personal space in an airplane because of how 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 compacted everything is. So the fact being that some airlines do want to continue with maximum capacity is a little nerve wracking. I don't agree with it. I don't support it. I would much rather them do more of like half capacity because at this point it goes into the fact that yes, you do need travel because people do need not, do need to travel whether it be for family because at this point with COVID, so many things have been happening. Who knows people have family out of the states that they do need to see because of COVID-19. So I understand that. And I understand other other needs to travel if you're not from America, but you're stuck here because of the COVID because of COVID and you go back, I get that also. But it goes into the fact that if, if travel, if air travel like that is gonna happen, it should at least be at half capacity because they can't, they can't be putting these these travelers, not only the travelers, but the 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 attendants and as well as the pilots in, in danger like this. And for some some of the airlines that wanna just continue like not really doing anything and just want to wait until everything kind of blows over for a little bit longer. I can respect that, but then it goes into the fact that again, people still will need to travel, whether it be less for recreation now, it's more so because they need to get things done at this point, I believe so, where people are in need for, again, as for family to go back home, whatever. And I just, I think that too much is obviously the wrong way and I think not doing anything as well is the wrong way. That's a really good point Nicole. Um, I just I honestly agree with everything you said. I feel like people do need to travel and we are seeing the need to travel but having planes filled up at max capacity is absolutely ignorant. Like I understand that you need to make money but I think that's like completely immature and completely selfish of airlines that want to fill up their airplanes for money. But I mean, who am I to judge? Um, I think that the planes that are doing kind of like, you know, like not max capacity, but like not stopping their airline either. I think the ones that are kind of like in between are doing the best job because we can't halt traveling I understand that and I respect that but we can like guys I know you've all traveled in an airplane like I'm gonna walk you through the day right 
you go, you pull up, you have to be in that line, that long line that always seems to take forever for some reason, right? You check in your bags, da 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 You go through the scanning machine thing to make sure you don't have any metal on you, no sé cuánto, right? And then on top of that, you go and you sit in the waiting area, right, for like, I don't know if it's just that my parents get there early, but for like what feels like three hours sitting in that place up in there. And then you walk inside of the plane, which is another line and another crowd of people. For some reason, I don't know. I don't know how so many people fit on that airplane, but for some reason, it's always like a bunch of people. And then you go and you have to shimmy through like the middle of the passage in the airplane with your bag i always feel like i'm gonna hit someone across the face with one with like one of my carry-on bags and like you have to shimmy all the way to your seat and then luckily i always travel with my family but still my, like i have a big family so you always have to like shimmy all the way to the end of your seat and if somehow there's someone like sitting in between you and another family member, you have to like ask them and you have to like approach them. And then it's the whole like dolor de cabeza getting off the plane. Like there's so many people you interact with and so many people you see on the way there. And just like, it's always so full of people and I get it because everyone loves to travel, but that's not what you want to see in a global pandemic like you don't want to have to like be in a crowd of people in a global pandemic you want to see that social distancing and especially you don't want to see a plane filled with people when you're going to be in the air maybe well I've only traveled like I think the most I've traveled is two hours but when you're going to be in the air for sometimes 24 hours stuck with a group of these people that mind you you don't know them you don't know their history and you just you're gonna be in air and you don't know if you have coronavirus around you in your surrounding and don't don't even pull oh they do temperature checks don't pull that do not pull that it is completely ignorant that you're gonna fill up a whole plane with people because they don't do extensive background checks this isn't a job no they get the tickets they get the cash money and they send that plane up in the air okay like it's not safe and I think that it's, again, very ignorant because some people have to travel. Like some people see it as like, I need to travel. I don't want to be on a plane filled with people, but I have to travel because I have to see my family members or I have to go back home or this and that. And it's just like, it's, ugh, it's so selfish to take advantage of these people that like, need to go see their families and will do anything to go see their families even if it means being in the air filled with people who you don't even know their stories and you don't know if you're at risk for coronavirus i couldn't have put it better myself i mean Idania just pretty much topped what any of us could have said like she always does but um i completely agree with Idania that traveling is very important and with almost every, everything and anything, there needs to be some innovation in order for this to continue. I believe what they should do is if you're going to fly with somebody together, which during these times I would doubt, you have seats next to each other. But you know how it's always like a three-row seat. You don't use the middle seat. 
So you use one row, uh, one seat per row, but if they're together, then it's two seats per row. Even still, it's very tough because, like you said, with the whole interaction, like let's say somebody wants to go to the bathroom, like you, it's a lot of interaction, and then you're putting the pilots and the co-pilots at risk, and you're putting everybody at risk. So they have to find a way to not fill these planes to max capacity. And if they do, I'm going to go back to Idania's point, it's really selfish of them. Idania really could have not put it any better. Like, honestly, that's... That should be like a PSA everybody on the internet hears. You know, we post that on TikTok because it, you know, it's true. It's it's crazy to think that we're seeing the packing of these airplanes so soon, even when we're seeing spikes in cases and we still have to be careful. It's not like we can jump back into things and expect everything to just, you know, kind of go away. But when we come back here on the youth, we're also seeing a big issue with college and the pandemic. People are complaining there's no plans. People are complaining about the plans. But now we're seeing some, I guess, not really a loophole, but some new finding as a result of this pandemic that can change the cost of college, which is a big deal for this next year, obviously, all due to the pandemic. You're listening to The Youth here on Slam Radio, Series 6 channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. Can you imagine it's like a congregation of big dogs. You have a Great Dane. You have a couple of pit bulls off to the side. You have some very, very big German shepherds. You know, just the bigger type of dogs. And they're hanging out, talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, look down at the chihuahua, and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. 
There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Hello, this is Michael, the playmaker Irving, three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, and I am an NFL Hall of Famer. Trust me, you're listening to the best Slam Radio. We are back here on the Youth Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145, third segment of today's show. Pretty crazy to think we're almost done with the show. We always talk about how fast these shows go, little by little. You know, it's like they used to feel so long once upon a time, and now we just get so into it, and we have so much fun here on the Youth each and every single day that they fly by, fly by, this hour flies. But in this next segment, you know, we're seeing another big issue and something that's probably going to be affected for not just this year, but years to come is college, university, the post high school life, everything that you look forward to once you graduate, you know, the return to campus in the fall right now is sort of up in the air while some schools have already sort of sat down and hashed out some sort of a plan. Some schools have no idea what's going to happen with the return to fall and some schools have already executed a plan and are already, you know, giving students the options as to what they can do in the, during the fall semester, you know, as a freshman myself preparing to pick these classes, you know, it's different decisions and considerations I've had to make because of a result of this pandemic. So pretty crazy times we're living in, and especially to be a college student where, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty around this. And, you know, some of these plans, of course, include having to wear masks, on campus, getting temperature checks before you even walk onto campus, and of course, giving students the option to remain online for the fall semester. And this is, of course, in order to avoid the filling and packing classes. You know, sometimes you'll see over 300 students in one class at major universities. But one new outcome that's coming as a result of this, and you know, it's kind of there's still not a lot of information out on this yet, but it's very, it's a very hush hush thing what we're seeing where colleges are they're kind of offering a big tuition discount, but to those who ask for it, you know, with the pandemic, there's a year long shift now in financial power that's pretty much in the hands of families and students preparing to embark on this journey. And as we know, you know, we've seen students create all sorts of petitions asking colleges and universities to lower these tuition costs with the continuation of at-home learning because you're not able to, you know, have that full on-campus experience and you're not using the facilities on campus, you know, to its 
it's everything that you can use it the libraries the gyms and all the different resources that are on campus now with at home learning you're not able to use these like you once were so we're seeing a lot of students asking for these lower tuition costs but we're also seeing this sort of I wouldn't say a loophole but this sort of like very quiet strategy that we're seeing with college tuitions and tuition discounts at some of these schools I think the fact that they are allowing a discount is very nice of them. But I think the fact that you need to ask for it is a little bit off because it goes to the fact that a lot of people have either been laid off, haven't been getting paid correctly because they haven't been at their work environments. Like they can't, you know, do the maximum of what their job is. And I feel like because of this, like you shouldn't be you shouldn't have to be in, in, put in the position where you have to ask the college, like, hey, is there a possibility I get a discount? Because that's not how things work. Like, you you need, it goes, okay, with things like this, it's just that right now, it's, you're going to need all the push you can get. And a lot of these people returning back either cannot pay for that tuition, are going to get more student loans, and so, so much can just happen. And there's, no real reason why you should have to ask and why it should be a hushed type of operation when in reality like these students really need it like these are these are the people who are gonna like really make an impact in the future for right now these are the these are the people who are going through college to either better themselves for their career or better their, their understanding and their knowledge so why are you trying to withhold some of that from them there's no need to try and withhold the knowledge, the information, and whatever they might, they might, whatever they, they would need to grow themselves. Because at this point, it goes, on, it goes down to the fact being that you're withholding knowledge from these people, whether it's because you want to get paid more or because you're selfish and greedy. And that's what kind of goes down from it. And I'm just, it, it really irritates me the fact that people need to ask these colleges, these big name colleges, if they can offer them a tuition. And I can tell you quite frankly, uh, my anxiety would not let me go ask a college like, hey, is there a tuition discount that I can get? I, ca I can't do that. Cause I would be nervous at this big college, having me having to ask them, you know, the people that can, can determine my future essentially, if, hey, are you nice enough to give me a tuition break? Like that's, that's insane. I, I, I could never, and I just, I cannot wrap my head around the fact that you have to ask for the discount. I just, it doesn't make sense to me. I agree with Nicole. I would be totally terrified. <clears throat> I'd be totally terrified if I had to go and like ask college for the tuition discount. Like I would be like, um, can I send an email? Like, I feel like I wouldn't be able to like pick up the phone and make a call. I feel like that, like that would just be completely nerve wracking, as Nicole said. And quite frankly, I don't see why it's like, don't tell anyone. Like, why is it a secret? Why does it have to be kept secret? Why does it have to be kept on the down low? As Nicole said, like, why are you holding? I mean, I get the fact that you know, that's more money that colleges obviously do not want to spend because they need money to run. But like, why? Why? I feel like it doesn't make any sense. And I think that it sucks, obviously, to see 
all everything that's going on. And I think that everyone is having a really hard time and everyone is struggling to see how this coronavirus, this pandemic is gonna affect their future. And it kind of sucks because college is something that we're kind of, it's something kind of embedded in our minds ever since we were, we were kids. I mean, you're a kid growing up and you're like, oh, when you go to college, X, Y, Z, when you go to college, X, Y, Z, like, it's just something that we kind of grow up with. And it's something we spend our whole life expecting. I mean, you see college, like in the movies and everything, like it's that experience that most people want to have. It's the experience that most people want to have in their life because it's just something that you're always expecting. And it's honestly pretty sad that whenever there's a chance, especially during this global pandemic, when there's a chance of being able to get less money, I mean, not less money, to get a discount from your tuition, it's so kept quiet that people can't take advantage of it. Like, honestly, coming from low income families and coming from a Hispanic family where um, I'm gonna be first gen, well, I am first generation, um, to eventually graduate college, like that's unbelievable. That's a huge deal here. And we can't, we don't exactly have the money to like pay for these tuitions. Like I'm gonna need to be able to ask for that discount. I may, it may be nerve wracking, but I'm gonna have to ask for it because of the fact that I come from a Hispanic family in Alapata that can't exactly afford to pay these expensive tuitions and if i'm gonna be doing it online i expect to have to pay less of a price for that if i can't use the computer lab in the university if i can't use the library in the university if i can't use all these things in the university that would usually be provided to me if i attended the campus but that i can't because i have to be at home because of this global pandemic you you don't catch me paying a smaller price like you're not gonna catch me paying the same exact price to take the class online you're not like you're not you are not going to catch me doing that no way in hell i mean first nicole popped off now idania popped off so once again it's going to be tough for me to top this but i agree with both of them completely why why is it held so secretively I mean, is there an issue? Is, is that why you're holding it in secret regard? Like, I don't get it. I don't understand why why it's like that. I don't know why they don't just offer it. And like Nicole said, it may be a little bit nervous for some people to ask for that. So I don't understand why they're just like, hey, like, you know, this is a tough time. They come to you instead of you coming to them. It's It's a little bit confusing in my opinion i mean i don't understand why it's such a big issue for them and why it's so secretive it's it's just kind of strange to me like i don't get it yeah absolutely like that sort of secretive process is kind of it's concerning because again you know nicole made a great point a lot of people are being laid off during the pandemic 
we're seeing a lot of people dealing with financial struggles and if colleges which are already having trouble getting students back on campus and as we know international students they're going to lose a lot of international students now because of the pandemic we're seeing you know the european union is not allowing any americans to you know sort of travel into any of the european nations in the in the eu but we're seeing this and a lot of international students are not going to come over this year. And that makes up of a big part of, you know, a class size, a class body entirely at these universities. And now we're seeing this is going to affect them as well. But if they have this opportunity and we're seeing the possibility of universities shutting down because of not, you know, not enough students enrolling. And it's a huge issue for universities right now, dealing with the return to campus in the fall. And, you know, just trying to get as many students on campus. And now that they're sort of keeping this a secret, if it's a possibility, it's concerning. It's extremely concerning because if this is something that they can offer more aid to students and help more students out during this time, especially, you know, the students that really need it, the students that actually need it, it, you know, that's, that's a big help to these students and it definitely helped them out. But I'm kind of interested in learning more about this and you know, it's something that in the future we can continue to talk about here on the youth as we sort of see more information being, you know, released about this because it's something completely new and it came out of, you know, out of left field to use a sports term, but pretty, pretty interesting news. But when we come back here on the youth, you know, to wrap up today's show, a special national day, pretty interesting, something I've never heard of before, but a little hint, we're talking ice cream here. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. You can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. 
and he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Sam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. Hey, this is Tiki Barber. You're listening to Slam Radio. We are back here on the youth Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145 for the final segment of today's show. So I know I kind of tease what National Day today is, and it's a kind of it's an interesting one. I'm gonna get everybody's input here. Today's National Creative Ice Cream Flavors Day. So forget vanilla, forget chocolate, forget strawberry, all those basic flavors that we talk about, and oh yes, just you know a cone of vanilla. No, forget it. Out the window. We're talking the craziest ice cream flavors that you've seen, and your favorite craziest ice cream flavors. You know. Places like Ben and Jerry's and Cold Stone do a pretty good job of bringing these eclectic ice cream mi- mixes to the table. So I'll, I guess I'll leave mine for last. But Irania, if you're ready to jump on in and sort of get this rolling, I'm interested in hearing what crazy ice cream flavors you may have. I'm not ready just yet. I'm not ready just yet. <laughs> I know, I know Anthony loves ice cream. Yeah, so I, I honestly definitely. I love ice cream. I love With it. Chicken nuggets on it. Chicken right? little chicken little needs the, the chicken the chicken. He needs he needs chicken nugget flavored ice cream because Anthony yes. does not yes. eat ice yes. cream. Yes. Another yes. thing to the list of things that Anthony does see, not eat. I feel like the reason why I, I you like you are Ross. I no, I feel like the reason why I like chicken nuggets so much is because I have such a fear and an envy towards chicken little. So when I eat chicken nuggets, it's like I'm eating chicken little. I know that sounded really weird on national air, but yeah. No whistle for you there. No whistle for you there, buddy. I mean, this is kind of tough. I love Ben and Jerry's. Fish food, I think, from Ben and Jerry's is probably my favorite creative ice cream flavor. You know, you have that mix of the caramel, the chocolate ice cream, the marshmallow. You have the little chocolate fishes that add a, a, a nice texture to the ice cream, you know. That's definitely one of my favorites. We also have, I know, Coldstone for Shark Week, which is coming up soon. They do a great mix. They have some like, oh, I don't even know the ice cream flavor. It's like a, it's not vanilla at all. It's like a creamy, but I have no idea. They mix it with graham crackers. They put the blue gummy sharks. They put like, it's, it's amazing that ice cream. And I tried it once just, 
I wanted something different. I wanted, I didn't want the basic chocolate ice cream. I wanted something different. And that's a cool mix too. But Ben and Jerry's fish food definitely does it for me. It wins for me. That's my favorite creative ice cream, like hands down. Okay, so it's always really hard for me to choose a creative ice cream, but um, from Ben and Jerry's, and I don't know why, I have a feeling that me and Frank have the same one in mind. Um, by the way, I love like all of Ben and Jerry's like flavors. Like Ben and Jerry slaps, okay? Like at 3 a.m. when you just want ice cream, they slap, okay? But the Tonight though has got to be one of my favorites. It's basically like, jimmy fallon like themed or whatever i think he made it um it's caramel and chocolate ice cream with chocolate cookie swirls gobs of chocolate chip cookie dough and peanut butter cookie dough that slaps i'm sorry but that has got to be like one of the best creative ice cream flavors on the face of this earth and that's on period well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my favorite Ben and Jerry. I don't know if it slaps because it's never slapped to me before. But the <laughs> peanut butter half baked on the money, bro, on the money. I'm talking about chocolate I've peanut butter, frozen ice cream with fudge brownies, gobs of peanut butter cookie dough. Masterpiece, masterpiece. That would slap. You guys have it's the It's never peanut slapped butter. me before. It's never slapped me before. I don't know what you're talking about. It slapped me before. It slaps right in the heart. It's like it's so good. Oh my god. Now, uh, if Yelba, can you buy ice cream? Oh my god. If you're letting me No, create... I'm, a, I'm on a diet right now. We we can't do we can't do these ice creams yet. I need a I need another week here with no with no ice cream, please. You're tempting me. If you're letting me create my own, I'm taking my butt over to Menchie's and I'm gonna do a combo here. All right. Write it down. Here's the combo. The 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 birthday cake uh, uh ice cream that they have. I think it's called uh takes the batter, cake takes the batter, something Take like that. Take the batter, yeah, right. yep. And then the dulce de leche. All right. Ooh, so you put it, you spray the dulce de leche, but then you got to put toppings. All right. Of you course. have whatever you put on it. It's to your discretion, but drizzle a little bit of marshmallow sauce on top of it. And it completes the trifecta of flavor, flavor town palettes all up in your mouth. Well, see, I'm like a sucker for ice cream, but I'm also a sucker for marshmallow. Like, I, oh, oh. but frozen, frozen yogurt, honestly, I, kind of like frozen yogurt better in some instances ice cream is great and all but frozen yogurt just it doesn't give me that stomach ache you know so, uh little lactose intolerant over here but when i go to menchie's now we're talking menchie's pretty much allows you to create these crazy creative ice cream flavors we're talking about i always lean more towards the fruity side so i'll do frank are you ready for this one this one takes a lot of expertise technique and the presentation always looks beautiful yes you do the outer layer of the pineapple <laughs> sorbet. So you have to put it up against, you know, the rim of the of the of the little cup that they give you. Mm -hmm. So that's the outer layer is the pineapple sorbet, the dough. It's basically like a dough whip. It's amazing. Oh I God, kind of make a little dough like whip. Science. Go ahead. From the center, you add a small layer of the coconut frozen yogurt. Now you have sort of like a little cup there with the frozen yogurt. Now, here is where you sprinkle the coconut shavings in there. You do some strawberries. You add a little bit of pineapple on there. And it's just, you know, there's there's no need at all for any sort of sweet flavor to this. If anything, I might add some ice cream, uh, like the waffle cone in there to add some texture. 
but that's my, you know, my beautiful Menchie's mix. And it's very fruity, very summery type of flavor. You you know, you got that Dole Whip kind of thing. You know, I finally tried a Dole Whip from Disney, but it has absolutely nothing on my own Dole Whip here in Menchie's. But it, it sounds refreshing. Mine sounds like a stomachache. Yours sounds refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> but I've done I've done yours before. I'll admit that used to be my go to in the past. I do the cake batter with the with the um not actual cake batter, obviously the cake batter flavor yeah. with the dulce de leche. And I used to do you know the caramel, and I'd put all the fattening toppings on there. That used to be my go to. I got kind of tired of it. And that's the beauty of Menchie's is that you can create all these different creative flavors. And even though it's not ice cream, which is what today's about, it's frozen yogurt. It still allows you to make your own creative, crazy flavors. I'll never forget the first time I went to Menchie's, Frank. And Idania, I know Anthony doesn't really care. It was insane because I had never had this much creative freedom with my ice cream. It was literally piling. It was a mountain of ice cream. There was all sorts of toppings. It was chocolate ice cream. There was M&Ms, chocolate sprinkles, chocolate fudge everything chocolate brownie cookie dough i was like eight or nine they had just opened one here by my house and there was a huge opening and i went and it was a huge huge bowl of ice cream and i just sat there and i was like i don't think i'm gonna be able to eat this all because this is a lot crazy that's like insane talk about a massive sugar rush you can tell you can tell my my creative ice cream flavors have sort of taken a turn over the and so healthier, like fruit flavors. No, she's definitely don't she's like picking more adult flavors is what she's doing. Yeah, she's yes. grown. I don't like like fruit flavors. And I personally can't say that word that we're talking about, like of the food we're talking about. And I'm not going to embarrass myself on national radio. I can't say that word right. I can't pronounce it right. But Amanda, do you hear that? I do hear that. And Anthony, she just took you trying to take that because I had a feeling Anthony was going to try to take that away as, you know, <laughs> thank you for another spectacular show here on the youth anthony and dania you did great shout out to nicole she had to leave a little early that's okay you know we'll get her creative ice cream flavors on the one-off but thank you for another another show here on the youth i'm so happy that we still get to do this even though we're not in studio and even though it's summer vacation shout out to you guys shout out to frank shout out to amigo for always being there for us and allowing us to do this as well you're listening to the youth here on stem radio series xm channel 145 we'll see you